last word. Mike has to minister tonight, so I want you to worship with him as he comes. Get your Bibles ready as he comes to minister tonight. Come on, give a word. Give that a hand as he comes tonight.
that occupies you? To me, I like to ask questions. I like to look stuff up. I've got a dictionary, Brother Webster's book, right beside my Bible, on my desk in my office at work. Because believe it or not, I am not the smartest man in the room. I am. So I need help with direction sometimes. So what I like to do is I like to take a word and just dissect it. Take, take it apart. Get the deep-rooted meaning of what a word means. So I want to look at fear. Amen? So if you look at the definition of fear, it's an unpleasant, now listen, pay close attention, an unpleasant emotion. Caused by a belief mm. that someone or something is dangerously close. Mm. Oh, I'm going to say it again. I like this definition. Fear is an unpleasant emotion. Okay, got the word emotion. Caused by a belief mm. that someone or something is dangerously close. And likely to cause harm or threaten. Amen? Here's another definition. An anxiety and loss of courage. Amen? So, if I may, let me break this down just a little bit further. Emotion means a state of mind. Okay? What's controlling your mind? Belief means the acceptance. Means you agree. Means you have taken it into yourself. Amen? That is an acceptance that a statement or a state of mind is true. Mm. Oh, come on. Let me preach to you just a little bit. So to clarify, fear is nothing more than an accepted state of mind. Mm -hmm. Come on. Are you with me? So fear is nothing but an acceptance that we allow in our spirit. And when that is in our spirit, that controls you. It controls your thought. It controls everything you do in your life. So everything you do in your life revolves around what you accepted as true. Come on. Amen? So, Jesus himself commanded, fear not. <laughs> Amen? Oh, listen, from, from, Gen from Genesis to Revelation, the Bible speaks about Fear is mentioned 365 times. So from Abraham to John and the island of Patmos, God is telling you, fear not. Oh, come on. Amen. When he told Abraham, get out of your father's house, fear not. When he told Moses, fear not. When Jesus told Jerusalem, fear not. When he told Daniel the lion's den, fear not. Mm. Mm. When he told David, poor David, running, hiding in caves from King Saul for 14 years before he became king, God said, fear not, little David. All through scripture, you will find God tells his people to fear not. That's right. Fear so fear is a spirit. That's right. Can we all accept that? Can we say that fear is a spirit? Amen? And we can say that this spirit is not of God. So if it is not of God, who is it of? The enemy, That's right. the devil, yeah. Lucifer, yeah. Satan, yeah. old Shufa, yeah. whatever you want to call him. Right. 
He is the one that is out to seek, kill, and destroy you. So he is the enemy of your soul. So, as we go on, I want to get back to the question, what is your deepest fear? So, Chappie, I'm sorry, Mike, <laughs> I'm, I'm a chaplain, so they call me, hey, Chappie. I'm on. sorry, I say, hey, old Chappie. If I say old Chappie, just tell me. Let it go. Amen. So I did a little digging, which I love to do. I love to research. I love to study stuff out. That's right. So I went, Googled. What are the three, what are the top three fears of mankind? Alright. 
thing about it. He had no idea where he was going. But folks, you got to trust me. When God's calling you to a thing, when he's tugging on your heart, telling you, look, I want to give you this. He may even speak to your spirit. This is what I have planned for you. And you think, oh, this is too much. And we begin to make excuses. Father, I ain't smart enough. I don't have the education for that. I'm not strong enough for it. No. No, my past. My past won't let me go there. So we begin to ignore the pulling, the constant. Uh-huh. I got something good for you. I got something great for you. And God just keeps poking and poking and poking and poking and poking at your spirit until you heed to him. But if we think we just keep ignoring it, and I'll go back and I'll hide in my dark, unknown place. So if I don't do it, and it comes time, and God says, didn't I tell you this? Well, God, I really didn't know. So you really can't hold me responsible. Oh, yes, he will. So we try to hide in the dark place. So when we hide in the dark place, that means that we no longer fear darkness. We become comfortable in darkness. We become settled in our spirit. And we don't grow like God wants us to grow. And we want to sit around and complain because we're not growing. Did you say again? So, it's not the unknown that we fear because this is where we spend most of our time. Because we become comfortable in that place of not knowing. So fear is the acceptance of a state of mind. And we have come to the point that where we have accepted darkness and sitting still doing nothing as the new norm. Hmm. Amen. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know what fear does? Fear allows you to come into church and move the holler and raise your hands and sing all these wonderful praise songs, but you don't have to be accountable to do it. Fear has torment Hallelujah. I love Jesus. You love Jesus. Amen. You love Jack. You love Mike. So it's not darkness that scares us, it's the light that truly frightens us. Because when we step into a light, all our hidden things are here. Yep. It's good. Come on. Come on. Okay, can I tell you a little story? When Louise and I was probably in our 15th year married, man, eight, five years. She was working Sundays, you know, and Saturdays. And I was bitten. So, I thought I surprised her. I just, I just took myself and had to clean the whole house. I mean, I went from one room to one side of the house to the other, and I was sick and span, and I was sprayed, and I was clean, and I was bleached. And I spent all day cleaning my house till there was not a speck of dirt anywhere in my home. Amen. 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 I'm proud. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm proud. That's the only time we I'm proud. <laughs> but when I opened up the curtains and let the sunlight in, all these little dust particles started floating around. Amen? So what I thought was spit and span, when I put it in the light, God began to show me the little foxes, the little things that were sneaking in there. That's good. That's good, Mike. So we think that we're spit and span in our spirit because we're still in the darkness. Amen? We're still in the unknown. But when we step into the light, oh my 
But it's the light that we must step into. Because mm -hmm. in the light, God reveals things to us. Amen. God reveals secret things. He opens scriptures to us like we've never seen it before. And our mind is blown because I've read this thing a thousand times and I've never seen it like that. Well, because you're stepping into life now. And God's bringing you to a new level in Him. I got an old saying, I say all the time, new level, new death. Amen? So to get to this level, God prepares us at this level for that death. You hear me? Are you with me? Yeah. So it's not the darkness that we fear, it's the light. The light reveals secret things, the light reveals our deepest fears. The light reveals calling that you know are already in you, but we don't want to make them known. So you say in the darkness, so you say in the darkness, in fear. Amen? So we have become comfortable in the dark place. We become comfortable in the unknown place. Because if I don't know, how can I be responsible? So I would rather be in the unknown place. Amen? Are you with me? So because of being in the unknown place, our state of mind has accepted that fear as truth. Amen? Paul told Timothy, I don't know what Timothy was going through, but he was a young man on fire for God. Holy Ghost filled, anointed preacher of God, but he was a young fellow. I don't know what happened. The Bible doesn't really clarify what happened to Timothy. But something happened to Timothy that fear began to set in him. If it didn't, God would have never put it in Paul's spirit. Because, hey, man, this boy's spirit. He's afraid of something. You need to go remind him. So Paul reminded Timothy of his calling and the gift that was in his life. I want you to notice something in this scripture. Paul said, Timothy, you've got to serve the gifts. You've got to serve. I can't do it for you. Yeah. You've got to do it by yourself. If it was up to Paul, he would have drug him down to the altar, slapped hands on him again, and just let God have his way in him. But there's some things you've got to do by yourself. Come on. You've got to stand before a judgment throne one day all by yourself. Yes. You're going to get a count all by yourself. I didn't know I had a spirit of fear. I didn't hear the message like that. But I think you did. And, you know, old Captain Castle is up for a preacher that you He got preachers on fear. So now, so now we have no excuse. Amen? So when Paul told Timothy, I'm going to put you in remembrance. I'm reminding you. And this is what God told me to tell you today. He sent me here mm -hmm. today with this message to remind you of the gifts and the callings in your life. Amen. And that you stir up those gifts Amen. that you already know are there. Amen. 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 You already know they're there. But we I ain't ready for that. So we stay back in the darkness and stay in the state of unknown. It's not failure that scares us. It's success that scares us. Because we know if Jesus calls us to a thing, he's going to make sure we get through that thing. Amen? 
God, listen, many times God will call you. He'll even speak to you verbally. I'm calling you to this. And what's the first thing we do? Oh, that was good enough. Amen. Why? Because we're afraid. We're fear. So, God comes up to you again, tells you the same thing again. Now God's starting to get your, starting to get your attention a little bit. But they're still, oh yeah, hallelujah, praise God, thank you, Lord God, we're going to go pray this day. And that's, and that's where we leave it. Well, God, you want me to go there. You know you got to do it. You know? Come on. And then, maybe sometime, old pastor will call you up and say, God told me to tell you <laughs> exactly what God's been trying to tell you. So now, God has your attention. So our next phase in our walk with Christ is, I want to get from there to there. And I want it to be an easy journey. <laughs> Amen? <coughs> you ever wonder why God don't tell you a lot of times your next step? Yeah. He gives you a vision here for there, but he doesn't tell you the ups and downs in the valleys that are on your journey there. Because during these ups and downs and these turns and these valleys and these mighty hills you think you're never going to see the top of, these are all stepping stones that God is using in your life to strengthen you to fulfill that calling that He put you to. Yes. That's what He does. Yes. We ask God, God, show me how to do it. We think God is obligated to tell us. And He's not. Amen? He's not obligated to tell you anything. But we're obligated to just trust Him. Trust Him and believe Him. Have faith in Him. Know Him. Know His voice. How do you know His voice? Well, I know my wife's voice because I've crossed half. Why? Because I know her. <laughs> I'm on one end of the cruise ship, I'm sitting on the other end. And, and the shivers begin to fall. Oh, oh. oh, yeah, but my point, my point is. I know her voice because I spend time with her. Right, right. Amen. You want to know God's voice? Spend some time with her. Right. Amen. Amen. Show the playback every now and then. Get down and pray a little bit. Get a little Bible study on. Get up in the morning and start your day in prayer. Yeah. And before you lay your head down at night, cry out to God and give Him praise yes. for another blessed day. Yes. Praise yes. Him. Praise him, praise him, all the day long. Hallelujah. I double dog dare you to do it. I challenge you to do it. Didn't God say, prove me? I know you're talking about times and stuff like that, but why does it just have to be the times? Come on. Amen. Prove me. And see if I will not. Open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing on you that you can't even begin to contain. I challenge you to do that to yourself. Get out of the fear state. Yes. Get out of the state of mind that's consuming your thoughts, stealing your peace, stealing your joy. Because fear is the great thief. Uh-huh. Yes, it is. He sneaks in. Listen, the devil sneaks in because we let him. You have more power and authority than you think you do. Amen. Amen. My Bible says, I have all can do all things through Christ. Not me. Through Christ which strengthens me. So what 
Because in John 3, 3, 3 John, 3 John, I will that you prosper, 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 and be in good health even as your soul prospers. Amen? You got to find out your burden and get yourself right with God. Come on. Amen? Start praising Him in Prosper your soul. He'll prosper everything else you do. That's right. Amen. amen. Yes, amen. amen. So I'm, I'm done to dare you to do it. Hallelujah. What do you got to lose? Nothing. What have you got to lose? Right. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Fear shears your spiritual prosperity. Yep. Hinders your spiritual growth. Yep. Fear allows the devil to determine. What you are and what you can do and what you can have. Amen? Amen? You deserve more than you allow yourself to have. Mm. Amen? You deserve more. That's good. You deserve better. You deserve greater. There's no power in fear. So we create the impression that we're not responsible for our actions. Yes, we are. Fear is when you allow yourself to lower yourself to the level of your opposition. That's right. Come on. Take the higher ground. Come on. We lower ourselves to our enemy. Why? Because you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. <laughs> Step on nobody's toes. <laughs> we want to be politically correct. That's right. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you for Jesus. Hallelujah. Bite the tongue. Bite the way. Fear causes you to question yourself and begin to question who you are. That's, I'm talking fear. I'm talking an accepted state of mind. Right? That's what fear is, right? So, we say to ourselves, who am I to be brave? Huh? Who am I to be talented? Huh? Who am I to be brave? Who am I to be strong? Who am I to be a leader of men? Amen? Well, let me tell you who you are, according to the Word of God. Deuteronomy 28, 13. You are the head and not the tail, but I love what the complete Jewish Bible says. The Bible says that you are to be above only. Amen. That means you're no other option. Yes. Amen. You are to be above only. That's the only place God designed for you to be. Yes. So you deserve better. You deserve better. You are to be above only and never beneath. Amen. Oh, come on. Let that talk to you. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Come on. Let that speak to your spirit. Yes, it is. Oh, chapters up are saying, I can do all things. That's right. In Christ. Hallelujah. Hmm. What he is thinking. Jesus is Lord. So you are designed. Mm-hmm. I say this a lot, and I, I, I can't help it. The God which is in my spirit, I gotta say it. Mind the Lord. Every one of us is uniquely designed. Amen. 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 I'm about to do a little bit of this brother right here. Me too. Amen. Amen. But I'm a little taller than he is. You are? Amen. Amen. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> well, maybe not. <laughs> So I'm not designed to like her, him, her, her. We are uniquely designed by God. But we are all created in his image. Amen. So how can we preach? This is an awesome thing. If you want to go a little deep, I like going deep. I love deep. Amen. So if we are all created in, let's say, man in our image, that means 
the vast knowledge and the vast wisdom, the vast power of God that he can make us all in his image, but uniquely designed differently. Amen. Amen. So, we all got different fingerprints. Yeah. That's that's amazing by itself. It really is. So God says, I can't begin to figure out how he did that, but I gotta stop trying to figure it out because he's just hey, man, <laughs> We all have different DNA. Yeah. So we're all uniquely designed to fulfill a unique purpose. Mm -hmm. Amen. Good. So you're all designed to fulfill a certain calling. Amen. 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 So, we ain't going to get out of this thing and come to church sitting in the pew. Amen. You got a job to do. Amen. You hear me? Now, I can't do what God called you to do. Right. If I did, I would be out of God's will. So, when I get out of God's will, that means, yeah, I'm in trouble. So, I have to focus on my calling, pray for her calling, but walk in mine. Amen. But how, how can I walk in the fulfillment of my calling if I'm hiding in a dark place, afraid to step out into the light and let God use me the way he designed me to be used? So we were designed to be successful. That's right. Amen. In our spiritual walk with God. That's right. Amen. So if our soul is prosperous, everything else we do is going to be prosperous. It'll fall into place. What are you saying? Amen. What are you saying? What are you saying? Deuteronomy 15, 6. You, you, you shall reign over many nations. And none shall reign over you. Amen. <laughs> yeah. I'm somebody. Yeah. Amen. We're engrafted in that promise. I'm a design, bro. Do you know that? Aren't you glad? Amen. Aren't you glad? Woo. Nobody hit those two. Deuteronomy 15.10. God will bless all your works. Come on, are you with me? Come on, sometimes listen, sometimes when you read the Bible, you gotta slow down, man. Just slow down. Amen. What's your hurry? Come on. What's your hurry? Come on. I read through the Bible 12 times. <laughs> 12 times. Did it all in three years, too. Yeah! I'm a Bible scout! You tell me how to just say, I read the Bible 12 times! <laughs> what do I got to do? I, I, what's John 3 16? I read the Bible 12 times! So, what are we getting out of what we're reading? Yes, come on. The Bible even says, say. Yeah. Study to show yourself the truth. Amen. Right. The workman that needs so what's your hurry? What's your hurry? What's your end goal? Time of the Lord. Is your end goal to know that you read the Bible from cover to cover 12 times? Or is it you studying the Bible and drawing you closer to God? Come on. Are you developing, developing a closer relationship with Him? Are you beginning to prosper spiritually? Amen. You know, we got a thing hanging over my chapel door. Out the prison there. And we got it right over the door. It says, God's looking for those who are looking for him. Amen. 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 If you're looking for him, guess who's waiting on you? Come on. Amen. Because he's got a calling for you. Yeah. Oh, this is a wonderful thing. You're going to like this. I want to show you some of the things in Scripture. I want to take you to higher places. Amen. I got spiritual gifts laid up 
for your life. Oh, hallelujah.
And the woman is left to fend for her family, for her children, for her home. God bless them. God bless them. But unfortunately, there are other roles where women have stepped into the role that the man was designed to fulfill. Come on. And that home is unsafe. Yeah. Come on, you Timothy was. Come on. Timothy's mother. So fathers and dads, don't be afraid to leave. Don't be afraid to leave. Because that's what you were designed to do. Amen. By God. Amen. Amen. I think that's why you see so many mothers in church bringing their kids. Where's that? That's home. Amen. But God bless you. God bless you for taking that lead part. Amen. Bringing your children and bringing your family to church. Amen. You keep praying for that spiritual leader in your home. Amen. Amen. That's just pretty good. I ain't going to charge you for that. That's true. Well, the most ungodly thing that I've ever heard was, and I quote, to be a true Christian, you can't be wealthy. My opinion, that's a ridiculous statement. It is. We are. God calls us to be prosperous. Yeah, we are wealthy. How can we? How can we not be prosperous if God is blessing everything we put our hands to? Huh? How can we not be prosperous? We God calls us to be above all men and never beneath. Amen. That's what we were designed to be. So when we, let me close this, somebody can get keyboardist up here. So when we get our mind made up, that we begin to search who we are in Christ. And we hear that voice of God, and you know it's God. Because he pokes at your heart. Pokes at your spirit. And we begin to step out in that calling. No, no. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know where I'm going to be on my next step is. But I know that God's got me. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You know what? We're afraid of failure. We're afraid to step forward and fall. Because we think that if we fall, uh, was it, that wasn't God's calling. It wasn't God calling us to it. Get back up, dust yourself off. Get back in the And keep going. And when that devil throws that death charge at you, you can whoop. For that one before. Whoop, no, they don't have me. Amen. I know you. <laughs> I know you little tricks. Amen. So use them as stepping stones because you will grow stronger. Amen. Go forward. And know that in the end, you are designed to be successful in spirit. Amen. Somebody give God a little praise right there. Right? So those, so those stats kind of floored me. 42% of people are not afraid of death, but 80, 84% of people are afraid of the unknown. But yet 11% are only afraid of the dark. So we become safe. We become comfortable in the dark. We become comfortable hiding. Because we feel like if we step out into what God called us to, that means we're going to have to be held responsible. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. What's wrong with that? What's that? What's that saying we hear a lot? God called you to it, he'll see you through it. You hear that a lot? We hear that a lot, don't we? That's true. If God called you to it, he will make sure that you get through it. Amen? Amen. All you got to do is just learn and just. Okay, God, you said go. Here I go. Amen. Walk in faith.
get this idea that we've got a grand scheme for our life. And the Bible says God just sits back and laughs. <laughs> you hear, hey David, what's down here? <laughs> Look at his idea. Amen. But he says, your ways are not my ways. That's right. Your thoughts are nowhere near my thoughts. Right. Amen. Amen. So just jump in somewhere and hang on. Amen. Because you're about to go on a journey that God's going to show you stuff. He's going to reveal hidden things. He's going to reveal deep things. Amen. He's going to reveal stuff to you that you thought. He's going to bring you to where he is. He's going to bring you to his presence. Listen. Listen. There's nothing more beautiful, more precious. than being in God's presence. I don't know if Will, Will might have been with me, Will have been with me, I don't know if I might have been. 
But he rose up here. He came right to this altar. Prayed and got saved. And I was with him. And when he got up, he gave me the biggest fair head. And I'm going, oh my God. Help me, Jesus. <laughs> and you know what God told me? Sounds like sheep, doesn't it? Ah. Oh. And I got a whole new look about what God was saying. He said, it smells like sheep, doesn't it? Oh. Oh. I busted out. I got to say. Amen. Lord. Lord. 